0: Hi hey there. Thanks for tuning in to the G-Force Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our mini series, Car Care 101. On the previous episodes, we discussed aesthetic care items, with different paint protection methods being covered in the first episode, and then Avoiding messing up your paint when you're washing it in the second episode. Those are definitely important items to discuss and then also to practice. Making sure your car looks as best as possible is probably one of the biggest things as a car enthusiast. Today's episode is going to dive into a different aspect of car care, maintenance. Specifically, we're going to discuss engine oil oil changes, and some of the best practices. We'll first go through a high-level discussion of what oil does in an engine and why it's important. From there, we'll discuss different types of oils, from thickness to actual chemical makeup. Finally, the key item, a breakdown of how to complete an oil change. First up, why do cars need oil? Isn't gasoline oil? Well, that's partially true. Fuels are distilled from crude oil, but fuels are also very combustible. Oil that gets poured into an engine is not for combustion, but to actually help protect the engine during the combustion process. An engine is essentially a series of moving metal parts, compressing and releasing air and fuel to generate power. There are a lot of metal-on-metal surfaces rubbing against each other, which creates a lot of friction and heat. Then there's also the heat from combustion itself. Engine oil helps to absorb some of this heat to prevent the engine from warping. The cooling system on most modern cars is the key system for keeping the engine at a proper running temperature, but the engine oil helps to further regulate temperature. Engine oil has another key job, and it's probably the more important one. It lubricates all those moving metal parts, helping to form a barrier between most of the metal-on-metal moving surfaces. This helps reduce the friction between the parts, which reduces wear and heat as well. Oil lubricity and thickness are two factors that are important for how the engine oil helps prevent this friction from the moving surfaces and it also is a measure that varies across all the spectrums of engine oils. If you go to purchase a bottle of oil from the store, you'll see a couple of key items. Some numbers, a label saying either synthetic or conventional, and potentially a blurb with some of the additives. Those numbers on the bottle are probably the most important thing to pay attention to when choosing oil for your car. These numbers represent the oil thickness at two different thickness ratings depending on the oil temperature. That's a good point to note. Oil thickness varies with how hot it gets. Think of it like honey. If you heat up honey, it becomes more runny compared to when it's left in the fridge overnight. With consumer grade motor oils. Each of the numbers represents a different oil viscosity rating assigned by the Society of Automotive Engineers, SAE for short. The first number, usually the lower of the two, is the cold rating. It's lower because it most closely behaves like that number SAE rating, as it has a thicker viscosity. The second number, the larger of the two, is the warm temperature oil character, measured when the oil is 100 degrees celsius or 212 fahrenheit. Make sure to pay attention to these numbers as most engines, especially modern ones, are relatively sensitive to which oil gets used to lubricate the internal surfaces. There can be a range that you can deviate from the manufacturer's guidance, but it's best to stick as close as possible to what the car maker asks for in the booklet. The next category to discuss, conventional versus synthetic oils. Conventional oils are developed directly from oil pulled from the earth, with some refining and some post-refining processes to ensure quality. These oils have been around for a long time and thus have a cult-like following among enthusiasts, specifically older ones. The idea is these natural or more natural oils break down over time and help coat internal engine surfaces better than other oils. Those other oils are the synthetic oils, oils that are synthesized in a lab and are not directly developed from crude oil. These synthetic oils have become more popular over the last 30 years as science and process development have improved. Most cars on the road can run either conventional or synthetic oil. But performance engines and performance cars from the last 30 years generally require synthetic oil per the manufacturer's guidance. Either way, make sure to note which oil you use. Conventional oil breaks down quicker and needs to be changed sooner, generally every 3.5-5,000 miles. Synthetic oils can last 7,500 miles or more because they don't break down as quickly as conventional oils. The final thing to look at when purchasing oil are the additives in the oil. Now you can actually go looking for specific additive chemicals if you've been researching the forums and someone recommends this additive for this specific engine. You can also just look for what types of engines each oil is developed for. There are performance oriented oils which have additives to help with engines that go under load often, i.e. lots of it. There are other oils with additives to help higher mileage cars break down carbon buildup within the engine. Make sure to look for what the purpose for each oil is to best match it with your cars needs. Now, how to change oil. First thing, get the oil warm. This way it drains better. You want the oil to be somewhat viscous to help run out of the engine easier. Drive the car for at least 5 minutes. Once the oil is warmed up, but not too hot, open the hood and remove the oil cap from the engine. This will help with draining the oil. Then, jack up your car. Make sure to use either sturdy ramps or a properly set up jack stands. In addition, if you are using jack stands, make sure to keep some sort of fail-safe mechanism like a wheel underneath the car right by the jack just in case. Now this is very important. If you're going to work on your car, specifically underneath it, make sure your car is securely lifted so that it does not fall on you. At this point, it's time to get under the car. Again, here's my warning. Please make sure your car is mounted securely and lifted properly. I recommend shaking the car once it's up on jack stands to make sure nothing is loose and nothing could fall. If you have any concerns with lifting your car, make sure to consult the car's maintenance book, watch a video on how to properly lift the car, or better yet, feel free to just take it to a shop to get the oil change done. Yeah, it'll cost some money to have someone do a relatively easy maintenance item, But it's better to be safe than to go underneath the car when you're not comfortable and don't know what you're doing. Now if you're deciding to get underneath and continue the oil change, grab a wrench and an oil catch pan. Under the engine, there will be an oil drain plug. Break it loose with the wrench, then remove it by hand. Once it's out, the oil will shoot out, so make sure your pan is in the correct location. Once all the oil has drained out, grab an oil filter wrench or hand-loosen the old oil filter. The oil filter helps filter out particulates that get collected in the oil as it runs through the engine. So it's always important to replace this with each oil change so that way you don't have a clogged filter slowing down engine flow or preventing dirt from being captured. Replace this oil filter with the new one and make sure to lubricate the mounting surface of the new filter with engine oil so that way it sits properly on the engine. Screw the new filter on, then go put the drain plug back on and tighten it down to the correct torque. With the oil filter and the oil drain plug back on, it's time to fill up the car with oil. Add the necessary amount of oil based off of your car's engine. Once you've done that lower the car and start it up to run it for a few minutes. Again just to get this new oil up to temperature. After five minutes shut the car off and check the dipstick to see what the oil level is at. Now here's my one takeaway. If your car is recommends certain amount of oil, which it should in the maintenance book or at least online, make sure to fill it up just below that recommended level and add oil at this point now if necessary. The worst thing that could happen is you add too much oil at the beginning and then you need to go back underneath and repeat this whole process to drain some of the oil out. Once you have the correct amount of oil in your car, take a note of what mileage you're at and what type of oil you're using. This will help you prepare for when you next need to do an oil change. And that's basically it. Oh, one thing to also call out, please dispose of used motor oil correctly. Most cities have a chemical disposal site, please take it there. Whether you change your own oil or not, make sure to get the oil changes regularly and with the correct oil. That wraps up this episode of Car Care 101. Let us know what else you'd like us to discuss on the follow-up episodes of Car Care 101 by reaching out to us on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast.